I mean, I keep waiting for the announcement of either the super volcano or the aliens. I know, it's like a One of the two up. is going to be coming. Or it has to just be at the same time. Well, Maybe the aliens come out of the super volcano. Well, that could be, but I, th- I feel like the aliens are going to come out of the ocean, and then the super volcano is going to push us towards the aliens, and then the aliens, the aliens are going to come out of the ocean, too. Yeah. They've you, just been hiding in there. No, that's where they are. That's totally where they it's are. USOs. Why are we... Okay, I need to know what USOs are. Oh, you don't know what USOs are? No. Oh, well, I'm sure we're going to have to learn about them soon enough. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg's Nibbler. I'm Greg Nibbler. Was, <laughs> You're Greg's Nibbler. I'm Greg's Nibbler. Here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you oh, found wow. us. We do appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via po- available via podcast all over the internet. We haven't done wherever this for podcasts a can be found. Thank you for finding us. There, I got it out. Uh, it is June 3rd, 2020, in the oh year God. of our apocalypse. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And you will notice that we haven't done shows the last couple of days. And, um, you know, we'll just address this here at the very beginning, and that is because of what's been going on. Um, all with, over the United States. All over the United States, all over the world, um, honestly, is where th- these protests have been happening um, over, uh, you know, over, we all know what happened, uh, over George Floyd and um, the horrible thing that happened there. In, and people are protesting in support and of- And police violence. And police violence, yeah. protesting police violence and, um, and in support of Black Lives Matter. And, you know, we're not going to- to, to do too much here on this show. We know we're because a distraction. Because it's everywhere, but, yeah. But it's everywhere. But yeah, certainly it affects us, and that's why we didn't do shows the last couple of days to, to show support um, just with some various initiatives that were going on with that and and to process everything that's been going on. So uh, we're going to get back to our you know our normal, usual selves, but we, well, there is no usual There anymore. is no usual. There's no normal, normal anymore. We all know that. But we know that um, that we love what we do and we love the community that we've built around this show. And, um, you know, and that's what I think is important in this time, too, is to be able to spend time with other people. Yeah. And, you know, within. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's just, you know, there's a lot to process. And um, anyway, it's a lot. I, I just want you to know we're very well aware and that's why we took the last two days off and. uh We'll do what we can to help and support in, in many different ways. But what we do best is giving people, uh, you know, a, a time, a break, I guess, during things to make fun of us. We're your for a idiot while. friends. We're, yeah, we're the idiots <laughs> that we, everybody can laugh at and we'll make fun of ourselves and you can make fun of us and and uh, and just give it a little bit of a break. So that's what we're talking about with that. And that's why I was referencing at the beginning. Um, yeah, it's time for the uh, super volcano and the murder hornets because mm. the pandemic wasn't enough. Let's go on to some other things too. My Lord, like even it's, my mom, mm. I was talking to her and she's just like, what is happening? I'm like, I don't know. I'll see you next year probably at this rate. Like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But you, so you had said, yeah. So the aliens flying on, super, on murder hornets coming yes. out of the super volcano. Yes. But then you were talking about how the aliens are coming out of the water. and I think that's because I'm assuming that, you know, there's going to be aliens here at some point. Yeah, because they're in like... But that's on the way. So what is a USO? An unidentified submerged object. Oh, it's not swimming object? No, no, it's not swimming, but you would think it was swimming. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's the, uh, the USOs that people out at sea see, and then they, you know, they go into the water, and they come out of the water, and then they become UFOs. Now how they've been, do they have like cities under the water? Well, I don't know if they have cities under the water. I mean, nobody knows, but they're definitely out there. I know that you say that I talk about this all the time, and I swear I haven't mentioned this movie in like a year. Oh, I... But I swear that is... I swear it's been a week since you mentioned this. It has not been a week. It has has been like a year. No one loves this movie as much as you do. (laughs) I'm actually going to rewatch. No, it stresses me out. I'm already stressed out. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's It's all right. It's not just all right. It's okay. It's pretty great. I... Yeah... When's the last time you watched it? I, I don't know. I've, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It holds up. Plus, like, now, I, I, right now, I don't think, I think my anxiety is a little too shaky. I don't think I'd be able to to watch it right now. You know everything that happens in it. I know, but still, How many times would you, we haven't even said what the movie is yet. I know. I've probably seen it about, like, well, I saw it in the theater, and I remember, that was when I had my dog Muppet. And afterward, I was walking Muppet around my neighborhood, and I totally, I've never had a movie, like, kind of freak me out to the point where... But it's so... That I thought something, like, I'm just like, oh my god, I feel unsafe. Like, that's totally probable. That could absolutely <laughs> like there is happen. A, that's the thing. There's, like, nothing probable in that movie. You just said the aliens were going to come out of the water. Well, okay, yes, but we're also switching gears to talk about the movie. Like, it's, I mean, now, maybe, maybe, I guess anything's possible now. Um, 
It's the Cloverfield experience. That's that's what you, isn't it's, that what it's called? It's called Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. The, uh, first, the first one. The first one. Yes. Yeah. That is the movie. You're I found with. that so because it was the first movie that kind of um, catered around like Easter eggs and you know having like um, I don't like online like hidden things like all the people in the movie had like Facebook profiles. Oh. And then they all started to like as it was getting closer to the movie, like they um, they would start like updating things and stuff. It was it was a really great marketing campaign. Yeah, that's interesting. It was, and then they're all you know like with the with them filming when they're sitting on the Ferris wheel, and then you see like something falling from the sky in the far background. Mm-hmm. Like there are all these hidden things, and that turns out to be the aliens that are be, like in the water. Oh man, spoiler! Yeah, and then when that thing comes out, dude, I even just thinking about that right now. It still freaks me out. That's so weird. Yeah, that monster. Because you don't see it until the very end, you know, spoilers. Spo- yeah, you'd spoiler left and it's, right. It's like 15 years old. Yeah, that's true. And you should have watched it by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, so that is what I always have kind of thought. Like, something's just going to come crawling out of the Willamette, probably. No, the Columbia. It'll come crawling out of the Columbia. Can't be that big. It's coming out of there. The club is very deep. It is, but it's not that it's not deep enough for like the one in that movie. I think it could fit that for sure. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't want to think about You're it. You're debating that about long. a mythical monster whether it would fit in the Columbia River or I not. I know. Um I mean it'd have to lay down flat on its stomach the entire time. Maybe it could hide in there. I don't think it's deep enough. Do you think that there are big monsters like that? What <laughs> it like the like from your movie? Yeah, like no. The, okay, no, I do. I don't. What size do you think that the aliens are going to be? When the aliens do show mm-hmm. up, are they going to be tall or short? Uh, a little bit taller than us. They're going to be a little taller. Like ten feet tall. Okay, so that's a lot taller. No, I take that back. They'll be smaller because they won't need bodies of that size at that point. They're going to grow collectively smaller. No, they'll be small. Yes. They'll be small. No, they're You just said it. tall, and then you I said changed small. my mind. I know. I changed okay. my mind about the aliens. I'm, oh, I feel okay that I could shift gears on that one. I mean, let's just not forget that that is something that was also proven in this apocalyptic timeline is that there were UFOs. Like yes, but aliens. they didn't say they were aliens. Yes. Correct. There were UFOs. I forgot about that. I talked to Tom DeLong during this. <laughs> did. I talked to Tom DeLong like a month ago. You know who else you talked to? Huh? Rebecca Black. I did indeed. <laughs> I interviewed Rebecca Black during this. Did you ever tell Rick that you did that? I don't know. Was Rick a fan of Friday? That came after Rick Emerson's show. No, I think it was when he was still doing the podcast, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever spoken to Rick about Friday mm-hmm. and Rebecca well, today's Black. Today's the day. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's just, ever been do it. something where I'm like, you know, I'd really like to talk to you for a few. Um, Oh, but which, by the way, Rick Emerson's joining us here in just a few minutes. Yes. Didn't say that either. So he'll he'll be here for a Wednesday show. By the way, it's Wednesday, June third, in case I didn't specify that. Uh, but anyway, all day yesterday, I thought it was Wednesday for some reason. Yeah, it felt like it was. It's like, oh, it's nope, not. It's just Tuesday. No, it's very much not. It's yeah. very much a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, with all of this, uh, with everything going on, you know, and whatever whatever day it is, whatever time frame. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Also, I have, um, you know, just for an update on the insanity level on where things are at, as far as me personally, Yes. Uh, I have uh, now named another animal in the backyard. Oh, did the cat come back? The cat has not been back. Uh-oh. Keelan, you mean? Keelan the kitty? Oh. Kitty Keelan, yeah. Beautiful name for a beautiful kitty. Kitty Keelan has not come back. I don't know. I'm assuming Kitty Keelan has, like, a home somewhere. Okay. Like I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. So what is it? Like a rabbit or something? Oh, I, no, I, I don't think I've ever had a rabbit in my backyard. Yeah, no, I, don't I don't think a think, rabbit would last long. I don't think that would last in this long. neighborhood. No. Yeah, I, I don't think this neighborhood's a little too rough for a rabbit a to be surviving. Yeah, for a bunny. No, a wild bunny's not going to make it in this neighborhood. Uh, but what is making it? And it's weird because I know we've talked about this before, and I swear I'm not crazy, but there is specific crow that has been hanging out in the backyard and it's got the other crows don't like it but it's all like it's getting like closer and closer to me like so this this thing you have is a always, dominant crow i don't know if it's dominant or if it's like booted out but it's some kind of a rebel crow so this crow has been hanging out in the backyard uh and uh and like i always see it out there which is Kind of strange. I'm like, okay, it's the same guy because he's got like these weird little wing things, and uh, he's like a feather. He's got like a weird feather. So, so I know it's weird him. Weird little wait. Don't, yeah, I realize. Don't I most said that. Gross that. Okay. 
I realized I said Just that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's been the same one in the backyard, and then it gets closer. Close. We have talked about this before. We talked about this last week. No, you, we talked about the how you have have crows, but now you have a specific crow. I know I have a specific crow. Yeah. Yes, and its name is Carl. Okay, Carl, Carl the crow. Carl the crow. Carl the crow. But the other crows don't like it. This is what I've noticed. So it hangs out in the backyard, and it'll get. So it's Carl been getting the crow a little bit like progressively the, closer. The Greg Nibbler of the skies. Why? I don't know. It's a little too mean. much. No, <laughs> it's mean. Um, but yeah, so so it's been hanging out. Okay, Vicky says, and this is our live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live for those of you who are members of the uh, Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us. Uh, we are very grateful yeah. for you. Thank you. Um, our, we can't have our events. There's many, millions of problems in the world, but um, yeah, you know, it, thank you. It does help us keep this Just behind going. the scenes, you know, a, a way that we monetize being able to do the show is to be able to have events. Most most of them, you know, we would have had quite a few by this time. So yeah. just by you subscribing, paying that six ninety nine a month really helps keep us afloot and helps us yeah, keep being able to do the show. So very much uh, appreciated right now to, to keep this show going because without it, you know, we can't pay for things. Um, yeah. Okay. Vicky says, yeah, don't let uh, – crows can recognize your face. Don't let the – don't let it see your face. But what happens if it recognizes my face? Like, I'm not I mean, mean to it. As long as you're it, not mean to it. I'm not mean to it. Yeah, don't be mean to but it. But the other crows do hate it. Oh, so maybe it's now weird. Like, they, see, the other crows come over and they, like, caw at him and, like, chase him. It's strange. Like, I don't know what the hierarchy is. Oh, no. So you have, like, a loner? Have I've a loner got a loner. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so I think loner, he hides daddy. out. I think he hides out in the backyard. Huh. That's what's going on there with Carl. Interesting. So I don't know. Maybe Carl is an asshole. The other crows don't like him, or the other crows are the assholes. I choose to believe that way. You're, you choose to be on the side of Carl. I'm on the side of Carl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what's happening in my life. Um, what's what's going on there? There's a so. squirrel that's been uh, running back and forth on the fence outside of my window. No. Oh. That's exciting. There you go. Big things happening. I mean, we are both just batting a thousand here. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we do have our guest who's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. And uh, I did have some ball talk today. Now, I don't know how we want to put that in. Do we want to do ball talk first? Do you or wanna, do wanna... Is it a long one? Um, well, it's not necessarily long, no. But I do have some some updates on something that's pretty pretty exciting. I guess I could do it right now. Yeah, why don't we do it right now? And then we'll bring uh, Mr. Emerson in. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So whenever you're ready here. Oh, there it is. It's been a long time since we had any ball talk. I know. Well, there have been no balls to talk of. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Here is the story. This is breaking today, this morning, and it has to do with the NBA. So the NBA's Board of Governors is planning to approve a league proposal on a 22-team format to restart the season in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. So here is how this would work. What? There's a conference call. It's going to happen tomorrow, but most of the details seem to have already leaked. So all the teams will play at Disney World, and even they w- the West Coast. Yeah, all, all, yep, all 22 teams okay. are going to go, and they will all play at Disney World. They will all live at Disney World. Disney World's not going to be open to the public, is it? Part of Disney World, I believe, is open to the public, but this is there's like a, Disney World's huge. Yeah, there's like an ESPN campus thing there, so uh, I don't know. They don't have actually exact details, but but they be they be with themselves. Um, they would have like restaurants and all kinds of things they can go to, but weird their own little like NBA bubble. Uh, that's what it sounds like, and they'd be tested uh, all the time, so constant tests, and then along with the coaches and the the other um, you know staff members and all that stuff. So the way it would work, because normally the playoffs happen with sixteen teams, eight from the east, eight from the west. The way this works is, uh, they they're gonna finish with whatever the standings were. Um, when when teams stop playing, so automatically the top seven teams by by record in each conference at that moment when they stopped, they are guaranteed to get to play in the playoffs. But they're going to have an eight game regular season with all the teams, uh, with sixteen teams plus uh, five or six other ones that were close to finishing. Okay, that were close to the playoffs could have conceivably got in. If that it's it's kind of confusing. It's very confusing. Well, the way it works is so there, there's the 16 teams, but then you also have uh, New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Washington. So they will also be in this thing as well. But so the Blazers are going. The Blazers are going. That doesn't mean they're going to get in the playoffs, but there's go, they're going to play in the 18 regular season. And they've got a shot to get into the playoffs. So does that mean Damian Lillard's going to go? 
I would imagine so, because there's a shot. Okay. They, they have a chance. He said that he wasn't going to if there wasn't a chance, right? Yeah, he wasn't going to if there wasn't a chance. Now, it's still kind of a slim chance, but there is a chance to get into the playoffs. Oh, my And then it would God. be like a regular... And then there's a, like a couple of other things they might be doing. But yeah, so that's how they're going to be working it. They're all going to be going there. Um... And uh, apparently, yeah, and they didn't have a they don't have a date of when this is. Although most things speculate, they'd be like at the beginning of July is when they would go over there. They'd have like a month of training, mm-hmm. and then they'd start like some like early July. Okay, so we'll have summer NBA league. Oh my god! With no fans, it's going to be the most popular all in Disney thing World ever. Yeah, what in the world? Yeah, it's it's fanless NBA games at Disney World. Fanless NBA games at Disney World is what is going to be going on. So that's the news. That anyway. seems about that seems uh, right on brand. Doesn't that seem about, about right, right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what we're at. I'll okay. take it. I'll take anything. Uh, I will too. I yeah. am excited. I never thought I'd say this. I'm super fucking excited to see basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's going to be. You know who's going to win this. But I don't want it to be that case. But I know well, it's going to win. But nonetheless, maybe it'll still be fun. It'll still be fun to watch. It'll be something. It's some. It's it's something. Can we please watch something different? We can all have something just as a just cultural distraction that everybody can give it. Well, I Absolutely. mean, if you're not a fan of the NBA, whatever. But I mean, you know what? I bet something. a lot of people will give it a shot if they're previously they're bored. Like, I don't like basketball. They'll probably try it now. Like, look at humans doing amazing things. Humans doing things. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That that could very well be the case. But that is what's happening. Uh, so there it is. That is your ball talk for today. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. And uh, we'll get our Mr. Rick Emerson here on the line. Awesome. To talk to Rick about how he's doing. Okay. We'll be okay. right back. Remember, it's going to take me just a second. I remember. I appreciate that. I just, I need to be able to hear. Oh. I know it's I lovely. Just trying to sing people the popcorn I know. Song. I know. Just trying to sing the popcorn song. Um, I just want to. Oh my gosh. My sister sent me the okay. cutest picture yesterday of uh, Eloise reading to Georgia. Okay. That was super cute. Just one second. Okay, there's Sarah. Should be able to see Sarah. Here's me. Here I am. No, 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 no. Looking for another day. Oh, son of a fiddlestick. Oh, we have to fill out a census for our business. Did you see that? I'll, I'll do it. Deal with that after this. No, it's fine. I'll do it. I just didn't realize that we had to. Crows are smarter than chickens. Do they taste like chicken? There we go. Hey. Hi. Okay, there. That worked. All right. I mean, it was acting weird there for a minute. I know. Yeah, everything. It's just the way the world is. <laughs> Everything's just funky. How are you? Seriously. Everything, everything is shit as fucked. Shit yeah, is so there fucking is. fucked. God damn it. Shit is fucked. Oh, God. I know. I was like, <laughs> when, when we sat down, I was like, we're bringing Rick into this too today. It's. I mean, I. Um, yeah. Lay down, please. Lay down. Please lay down. Lay down. Is that Willard or Philo? I can't see from here. Uh, it's Philo. 
Philo, oh, oh does he have his weird little Muppet face and so adorable? For once, the world is sort of aligned with his worldview because he's just constantly frightened and anxious about everything. So now it's like the world is in line with how he lives. So we're, there's a little Philo in all of us. Now you get it. <laughs> I mean, it's, seriously. I I mean, I uh, uh, every time I talk to anybody, I sort of in the back of my head, I think, well, this will be the day that you know I'm tired of talking about you know, the pandemic or there's, there's nothing new to, you know, there's, I'm not interested in discussing like testing or, you know, infection symptoms or riots or, and, and every day that doesn't happen. Every day it continues to be the only thing that anybody's talking about. Which oh yeah. Not good, but I mean, at least it's not just me. So. No. I had to finally physically like pull, like I am not physically, but like mentally and emotionally and just for my sanity had to make a fucking decision to stop watching the news all the time because I, I, I wasn't able to sleep. I can't, like, my anxiety, I'm having all these weird anxiety twitches and stuff, and I'm like, I, I'm like, do I have to, like, adjust my medication just for life? I have no idea, like, how to handle this stuff because it's just so much. I, I mean, really, I would say to any young people who are, you know, out there right now wondering what to do, I would say that therapy is going to be a booming business from now until, <laughs> you know, I'm dead. I oh, mean, yeah. Know. I mean, we're all going through, I think everybody's in a state of shock and they just don't know it, If or if they, maybe we all do know it, but at some day it's going to come out of this and we're all going to have to like sit back and think about everything that just happened over these last few months oh, and everything crazy. that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's what at the beginning of the show we were like, you know, at this point there's, there's got to be the super volcano, the aliens need to show up, like it's all got to be coming. I mean, I just, I was just, so I was just on the, I was just doing a sort of business phone call with somebody and it was actually sort of a couple there was like somebody in in new york and, and somebody was in in california and and it's weird that just everybody is on that same everybody's on the same page in a way that you know you know because sometimes it's like if everybody's talking about the same thing it gets kind of tedious really quick like everybody's talking about the super bowl or whatever or somebody's talking about a movie it's like there's the same two observations or whatever and everybody just sort of repeats them and there's but this it's like it really is i mean it's just endlessly i mean it seems wrong to say that it's endlessly fascinating because that makes it seem like less dramatic mm -hmm. and awful that it is but it really is fascinating in that everybody it's so weird for it's so rare that everybody in just city let alone most of the planet can be thinking the same thing and right now even when you before you talk to each other even even if it's people that like have not communicated with the outside world everyone's brain seems to be going through the same series of thoughts in the same order because right now like today everybody i've talked to has been saying basically that which is like well now it's time for the reign of toads you know mm -hmm. or now yeah. it's time for yeah now it's time for mount st helens to you know to wake from her 40 year slumber and mm -hmm. you know and whatever and it's and it would be i guess surprising but not shocking i yeah. mean it just sort of seems like the next thing right like yeah. it's just i i mean it, there's a so there's this theory. Hold on a second. I know I do this every week. Philo, please quit compulsively licking your paws. Your hands don't need to be cleaned. It's okay. You're <laughs> done. Um, oh, Philo. Uh, but, uh, or clean. I don't care. Uh, but so there's this theory. This is not my theory. This is like a just a theory that, that, that somebody came up with that, you know, that a lot has been written about. But there's this whole theory that, like, we're living in a simulation, you know, that, that, that our life is really we're just like the Sims uh -huh. and that we are living in a simulation created by a higher life form and whatever. And, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I will say I think life is to me has never felt more like we're living in a simulation than right now. Because this seems like when the five-year-old who's playing the game gets really bored and just decides, what if I just throw everything at these, you know, at, at my at these creatures all at once and let's see how much stress they can possibly take? And he's like hacked the game somehow to unleash every single awful thing all at once in defiance of the game's built-in rules, just to see what will happen to us. So, oh, that's anyway. that's extreme. I've read it. I, yeah. I, I read something once that was similar to that plot point, and that seems very feasible. That seems like something, yeah. I mean, my God, it's not even the like, all right, so this horror is still happening, happening. Okay, fuck, this is getting worse. And it's like, I, I'm just kind of not even like nervous to see what's next anymore. I'm just almost resigned. Like what fucking horrible thing is coming next? Like what's, what's happening next? Right. I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. And it's, and it's one of those things where I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nobody I does. Don't. <laughs> I feel like anything I say is just going to be 
I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like reality has just outstripped my ability to even, you know, to even comment on it. It's like there's mm-hmm. no. So here's here's a fun fact. So this is, I mean, you, we don't have to dwell on this or whatever. But like, uh, this is what 2020. Um, so in 2017, um, there was this a, a a broadcasting entity in Portland. Uh, sort of contacted me and they they were like, hey, uh, what would you think about doing a radio show again? And I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling that. Why? What do you have in mind? And they're like, come in. And so I anyway, so I went in and I had this this meeting that didn't you know didn't go anywhere because i wasn't really into it but the upshot was that they they wanted to like have me do this like daily show where i would sort of comment on the political scene and everything that was happening with our newly elected leader and whatever and and you know and i i passed for lots of reasons but one of them was i just said well like there's no like i'll run out of like there's nothing i can say like you know in other words you know there's no comment i can make that is sufficient to the moment there's no no level of snark or disgust or outrage or shock or horror that will match you know what reality calls for and i mean i kind of feel like that has now escalated you know times yeah. 10 or whatever mm-hmm. so i it's uh i i really i i mean that i mean i i admire anybody who is doing a daily show or who is broadcasting right now because I think I mean you can hear me right now you can hear that right. I just like like I fuck it I don't even know what to say like no, it's what hard. can I possibly no. yeah I know that's why we took off money because I out of respect for the situation where it's like all right well it doesn't feel right to do a show on Monday so we're so we decided not to do it then and then we saw how a lot of media and entertainment industry was like you know doing the blackout Tuesday so we're like okay well we don't want to be the ones that are an exception to that yeah, yeah. so like so be we're disrespectful not be, even if we didn't mean and we to want be. to show our respect and our yeah. support for the cause so then we didn't do that either and then like even today Greg and I are saying we're like what the fuck are we going to talk about like <laughs> I don't even know like anything else like I was like let me tell you about my stupid Lifetime movie and it's like it doesn't it just sounds so ridiculous. You know, even though people well, need distractions. I mean, that's that's yeah. the point. I think that's, it is like, on the one hand, it's like, um, you know, I think a human thing, a very human reaction is to, you know, I think I think we all sort of embrace dark humor or gallows humor at a time like this. And it's, but, you know, and there's certain situations, yesterday being one of them, where you're just like, well, gallows humor seems kind of wrong because it's, you know, it could be misinterpreted or it just might, or maybe it's just too soon or it's whatever. And yet, as you said, at the same time, coming in and you talk about, hey, so uh, Fortnite, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you know, it's like what yeah. you know. I, I don't even know. It's I, there. It seems to be no right answer at this point, and and also it is strange. I mean, this is, I think, a thing that's been the case for quite a while. But I mean, how quickly things. I mean, it's like if you look away from, especially the internet or social media or whatever, for like an hour. It is amazing how quickly things shift and change because so um uh, so our friend Seamus uh, oh, yeah. had well I um I, he had he anyway he had texted me and you know and it's like I saw it later what everybody was like you know but it was like oh you know this sort of you know um, this sort of uh, was it was it Blackout Tuesday was that the, was that what they called it yes it was yes yeah. yeah. And he said, well, this Blackout Tuesday thing really kind of came out of nowhere. And he's like, you know, all of these streams are, you know, taking the day off and he's whatever. And so I guess I will, too. And 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 he actually said he's like, it's like, oh, he said, I, I feel, you know, he said, I, I, I you know, I'm I, I'm lucky I saw this. Like, I, I was totally out of the loop on this Blackout Tuesday thing until just now. And I was like, I'm only learning about it from you because I was off the Internet for like two hours or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and. I guess it's neither it's neither good nor bad, but it's just the internet is it is amazing how just in almost literally in just a heartbeat something you know changes like that and the entire paradigm the entire framework just shifts and I mean it really I read somewhere actually and I don't know if this is true or not but I read somewhere that in the early the early days in the early days of like two months ago when the pandemic started, I read somewhere that it was like Beck or somebody was at a, he was like at a retreat, you know, he was like at some hippie thing where he was like off in the mountains, I don't know, whatever, beating a drum and doing whatever you do. Uh, but he was like cut off from civilization. And he, it was like some walking dead thing where Beck literally like got, you know, finished up his retreat and like turned on his phone. And he was like, what do you mean there's a pandemic? Oh. What do you mean everybody, no one their home and I he think, was like totally oblivious i think it was jared leto is, 
Yeah, okay, so maybe, yeah, and it was, I mean, that's, and so that makes me wonder, like, are there people, and I don't mean just like some guy living in a cabin who's deliberately trying to avoid all news of civilization, that makes me wonder, with anything, with, you know, the protests going, with the pandemic, with the whatever, are there still people that are relatively normal, but through some confluence or quirk of circumstances right now, are still oblivious to some or all of this? I mean... Probably. It could be like, I don't know what, like small town farmers or something. Like if they don't like watch. Really the, understand what's going on. I mean. Or like watch the news or. I don't I don't know if there's anywhere that would have no. I, well, I mean, maybe there's got to be somebody. There's somebody out I there mean, who hasn't paid attention. And there's got to be somebody. I mean, I mean, I don't mean to make light of this, but I mean, there's got to be somebody like right now who sort of, again, Walking Dead style is like literally in a coma, you know. Right. And, you know, they got kicked in the head while shooing a mule or something and they're gonna wake up in you know in like a month or whatever and like imagine being the person imagine being the nurse or whoever that has to explain like all of that to some guy who just wakes up like you know in in september let me get you up (laughs) that did happen i was reading some story about a guy who was in a in a coma and like in some bad accident and he woke up and the pandemic had already happened and it was just a picture of him with his like his whole family, like all in these masks and, and everything. Was he like, what yeah, he was like, "Why are you all wearing masks?" <laughs> Apparently, he did that to explain to him, you know, what had happened since he had been under, and what was going on. Rick, that's that's totally- was before the newest stuff, but yeah, you know, well, because I mean, I remember last year. I probably have said this already, but I remember last year I sort of joked to people. Was like, oh, I just want to be put in a medical coma, you know, for all of 2020. And that was really just because of the election. Like, I had yeah. no idea, like, how oh, right that's still I was on the way. and how wrong I was for the reason. I mean, anyway. um, there was. Uh, I was going to say, Rick, do you remember that book that you lent me like a billion years ago? A Douglas Copeland, Girlfriend in a Coma? Girlfriend in a Coma, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's still one of my favorite books. And this totally reminds me of that where, yeah, where the end of the world and all that stuff that I've had that in my mind. I'm like, I need to reread that book. It's been a while. Well, you know, and it's one of those things where this is a thought that'll keep you awake, you know, at 2 a.m. or whatever, where, you know, it's that that nobody, I mean, you always sort of know in the back of your head, there's stuff that could happen, but you also just assume that it probably, the, the odds are it won't happen in your lifetime. Like, so Here's the thing that keeps me awake at night. Uh, I mean, like, give me more worries, Rick. Come, give them to us. I'm just saying, for most of my life, like, because I think everybody has their pet fear, by which I mean, it's the thing that when everything else is going fine, everything is smooth, life is generally okay. It's like the one fear that your brain keeps in reserve when everything else is normal to kind of fuck with you when you're trying to go to sleep late at night. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's, you know, whatever for some people it's like oh i'm gonna get cancer and somebody else is like oh it's killer bees and for for me it's a meteor hitting the earth that's the thing that i think about really you know it's for that's just the thing that's always like been in my head that it's like well you know we're just a rock whizzing through a sea of rocks none of which we can really predict and you know all of which you know uh, we're powerless to stop and so late at night that's the thing that sort of pops into my head and then I sort of calm myself down by going, okay, well, sure, there are rocks whizzing through the universe all the time. Eventually one will hit the Earth. But really, the odds are, you know, very low that it'll happen. You know, now while I'm alive, I won't be around for it. Mm. Except now we've had several, it feels <laughs> like we've had several things happen in rapid succession about which I would have given the same prediction. Yeah. So, yeah. so clearly the odds no longer mean anything. The odds are no longer in our favor. Well, at least well, the meteor thing, you would you probably wouldn't know that it happened because it would be so fast. Yeah, I, I blame Bill Bryson for this. Um, you know, so Bill Bryson, who I love, but he wrote this book called um, A Short History of Nearly Everything, which is uh, it's a great book about science and it's he it's sort of the history of all the hard sciences and what we've learned about it but he he's british and so he has this fantastic sort of very wry kind of twinkle in the eye british way of talking about awful things and you know a lot of his uh i think he has a whole chapter that's just called boom and it's all about the things that could or maybe will eventually destroy <laughs> all oh my planet. god how could you read that and, that sounds like a nightmare but he's well because it's a because it's a fascinating book, and again, and he, and he sort of, you know, and he does have this sort of like, uh, he has this sort of weird Richard At- Richard Attenborough kind of delivery. So, like, he has a whole thing about um, Yellowstone. Here's the thing I didn't know: I didn't know that the geysers in Yellowstone 
the reason do you know the, what powers those is that there is effectively a gigantic underground volcano that is underneath Yellowstone, and that's the volcano underneath Yellowstone letting off pressure now and again. And as he points, and I'll, he's as he says, I'm going to not do justice to, it, but he says something. You know, it's it's essentially that like it, it explodes like every million years or whatever, destroying everything within like 5,000 miles or something, and it's and it's overdue by 150,000 years. Mm-hmm. And so then he, oh and then he said, you know, it ends with. And then, in the blink of an eye, all life would be immolated in a rain of fire and death. Yes. Chapter nine, and it's oh you know, my it, God. I, I mean, and that's true. That's it's a super volcano. That's all of Yellowstone is. And yeah, I and it's. I don't want to fuck with you. I swear to you. I just read an article today about how there's a bunch of uh, spikes of earthquakes happening in oh. Yellowstone right now. Perfect. Oh, no, I mean, it, would it even surprise you? I mean, no. I mean, when they started talking about murder hornets arriving, I was yeah. like, fuck it, I give up. Like, I just, you know, I mean, this is like every bad pseudo documentary, you know, in search of episode I watched growing up. Like, I'm fully I'm fully prepared for like D.B. Cooper to be riding the Loch Ness Monster, you know, like surging <laughs> out of the ocean at any given moment. Like, it's just um, so anyway, Wait, so do- there's just, uh Oh, I wanted to ask, so, like, real quick, if your go-to is, like, the meteor thing, are you, like, do movies like Armageddon or Deep Impact, do those freak you out? Here's a true story. I actually can reference those movies just because they're part of the culture, but I've never seen either of them because I think I was just, like, I don't need that in my head. I just, uh, you know, I don't, uh, and I heard that, I heard Deep Impact is a real downer, too. I heard it's, like, a real just I haven't oh, seen that since it came out. Deep Impact is her. Yeah, so they came out. I remember they came out at the same time because I saw both of them in the theater. And um, yeah, and so Armageddon was like, yeah, the one with all the big stars and everything. And I think uh, yep. Deep Impact was like Taya Leone and. And Morgan Freeman. Yes, yeah. And Which it, one yeah. was Tommy Lee Jones then? Was that the volcano one? That no, one. No, that was Volcano with, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones and uh, I was going to say Pierce Brosnan, but he's an avalanche. But yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is in Volcano. Okay. Yeah. No, Deep Impact is super I it is really dark because Armageddon, you know, if you if people know what happens in Armageddon by now, like, you know, Bruce Willis saves the day, yay. But then in Deep Impact, like shit's still fucked at the end. It's like, all right, yep, and uh that was really uplifting and then you leave the theater like, Cool. I just wasted all this time just to have another fear that, you know, something that could happen <laughs> to me. Yeah, so don't yeah, watch that one. Watch I, Armageddon the- though. It's Armageddon's really worth a watch. I'm sure that Armageddon is a, is a great and terrible movie, sort of simultaneously. <laughs> yes, it's, totally. Uh, but I, yeah, it's, I, I, so I, I think the other thing, there was, so in this book, A Short History of Nearly Everything, um, which, if you ever get the audiobook of that, there's two versions. One is read by an American guy, one is read by a British guy. Go for the British guy, because the American guy totally mangles the uh, the delivery. But it's, but, uh, but, uh, but Bill Bryson talks about, um, you know, the, the odds of, you know, an asteroid hitting the Earth or whatever. And he sort of, ad- and I think this is even pre-Armageddon, he addresses the question, he's like, you know, that there's like, even if we knew about it, there's kind of nothing we could do. And the idea that we could shoot it out of the sky or whatever is sort of non-existent. But he, but he, t- he talks about, apparently, here's the thing I didn't know. So apparently like in 1997 or something, there was some meteor that zipped by the Earth or an asteroid or whatever it is. It like zipped by the Earth and, you know, it was however many thousand miles but that's all relative in the context of space. So he described it as, first of all, we didn't know about it until 72 hours before it like approached the Earth. And also, he said that it, it actually zipped by the Earth so closely, he said it was the equivalent of someone shooting a gun at you and the bullet passing between your inner sleeve and your, and your arm. Like literally wow. like going between your shirt and your arm. And then, you know, and then he just ends with, you know, chapter nine again. And it's like, I just, <laughs> like, what are you doing? So this could happen at any off. moment, any day, any time. All right. Do you guys get, so I've had, um, you know, I have anxiety and I know that everybody does, you know, in, in their own way, but I actually have like diagnosed, I'm, I'm starting to have like weird, are you noticing any like weirdly specific, like newer fears that you're having? I mean, not besides like the end of the world and, you know, being blown to pieces and all that stuff. Like, like day-to-day things to be anxious about because I've developed this... You mean like normal fears, like garbage disposal fears or what? Yes, like something like that, but it's it's like exacerbated a little bit. Like for me, for example, when I've been driving lately, I am really, I'm riding my bike, I'm super nervous going over bridges. Like I've never really liked bridges, but now I almost get like panicky going over them and I don't know what it is, but I have like 
very bridge specific anxiety that has come during this time that never existed before. Like like any kind of bridge, like I'm, like I'm, higher bridges. Like when I was going over, um, I went over the St. John's Bridge, and it scared. I was so scared. Like I don't what know is what, it that you? I don't know. What does the I get fear really, think I get is going really to panicky happen? And I just feel like I can't breathe. Do you think like you're gonna like blow off the edge of it or something? Or? Of my car or something? I don't know. I just get really panicky and like just can't breathe. And this is a new thing. So I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from. But you, interesting. Yeah. You also used to have the fear, though, that you would accidentally shove somebody off the bridge. Well, yeah, but that was a normal fear. This one's like a new one. Yes. Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We, have to, we have to stop now. Yeah. We, you had a fear that you would shove as in you would not bump, but you would actively run up behind somebody and go like, doink, and like shove them off to their doom? That's incorrectly put. No, I said like, <laughs> I never want to be standing on the side of a cliff with somebody or something, because I don't want them to have the instinct to push oh. me. Or there's a balance I, in there between those two. And then two. I also What's have this thing actual... where, like... Um, there's a reason we called it murder spasms. I remember that. No, that's not <laughs> accurate. And then also I have this thing where there's this... Um, which I just recently read a study about it where it's called looking into the void. Do you, you, have you heard of that? that? Oh, yeah. No, the, the call of the void. The yeah, call the, of uh, the void. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. So I get which that sometimes weird... with the bridges thing. So that's like... I used to have... Like... Uh, yeah. The strange, like, attraction to or the, the rumination about, like, how you could kill yourself, like, when you're in a precarious. So here's a true story. So when we used to work in the coin tower, um, uh, so we remember that engineer named Sean that we worked with? Oh, yeah. Um, rollerbladed to work, that guy. Yeah, the roller skating um, guy? Yeah. So, yeah. So he had, so the coin tower, we were sort of at the bottom of it, but... You know, but it's obviously a very tall building. And he had, I guess I can say this now because I don't think any of us work for the same company anymore, including him. But he had keys. He had like a master set of keys to the entire coin tower. And one night when we were, I think it's when we were first setting up the station or whatever. And so I was there a lot of late nights and so was he or whatever. And he's like, hey, do you want to see something kind of awesome? And I was like, sure. And he's like, he took out the keys and he's like, follow me. And he took me all the way up to the very top of the coin tower, which is like right outside that penthouse apartment where I think you Paul never Allen told me this. You got to go to the top. Well, I didn't tell you because I think I knew that it would somehow leak onto the air or that I would end up saying it. And I think it was probably not a thing he was supposed to have that's done. Pro- that's um, probably a really wise decision because I would have accidentally said something, but still, yeah, that's it, so cool. And so, yeah, so we're standing at the very top of the coin tower. And first of all, I was like, I was like, so do those keys? And he's just like, yep, they open everything in the building. And I was like, that's amazing what happens if you lose those keys and he's like i have to pay ten thousand dollars so it was like a full-on master set of keys and so we're standing at the top of the coin tower and i you know and it's like that knowledge of like i'm because this is weird because some because you know in theory i mean in theory i suppose i could kill myself right now with some object i guess i could bludgeon myself with my water bottle if i really wanted to but it's that knowledge that you're standing there and you're like there's nothing but my own you know, my own willpower and presumably the fact that he's not going to kill me, keeping me from just plummeting to the ground. Like, there's nothing holding me back <laughs> oh my God. right oh, now. And it's, you know, which is like, which is a weird thing, right? And it's like, it's like, why is that built into our head? Is that an evolutionary glitch that will eventually be smoothed out by nature? It seems weird that that would even be in our brains. Yeah, I don't, yeah, because I'm not, I, I have not felt suicidal. I am not suicidal. Like, and it's that same thing with like, but they also do it like you know when you're like driving in traffic. It's like how you're like fucking. See that makes me uncomfortable. Even brain. talking about that yeah, makes me uncomfortable. Brain, like yeah, it's... Well, I don't think that's a reptile brain thing that wants to do that. I think that's that's very not reptile to want to drive yourself into something that's dangerous. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, I read about it. It's a condition, and most but like a lot of people have it. So anyway, I'm now afraid of bridges. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've developed this weird fear that I'm going to somehow just. Uh, injure myself walking around the house doing something innocuous like it's the sort of like I've become afraid that like I don't know when I just go into the kitchen you know like to get a glass of water or if I'm just getting up to use the bathroom or something that I'll somehow step exactly wrong on the floor and I'll like you know like you know I don't know like be one of those guys who just like cracks my neck on the wall like falling down while I'm trying to get some tic tacs or something out of a cupboard that's that's become my thing is like I'm like afraid that just doing something commonplace will result in a horrific, maiming, life-altering injury. Oh, God. I'm going to put that one on the list now. God damn it. Greg, oh, why don't you talk I, about yours? What, what's uh, your weird thing? My Well, my fear is that... Do you have anything that's been, like, um, 
I don't have anything heightened new since this whole. Since no, but what keeps me up at night? What can keep me up at night is the idea of. I don't like movies where they're crawling through a cave and it gets smaller and smaller or crawling through a tube Ugh. because my fear is I get stuck and I can't go forward and I can't go back and like my arms are at my side and so it's just my head there, you know, like, and I can't do anything and then I just sit there. That's my fear. I, I fear getting stuck in something like that and I can't go anywhere. Now, is that from there something? Is no, there's no rational way for me to... I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't have a problem with this. I used to crawl through all kinds of stuff. Like Enchanted Forest had all these like Tubes oh, I remember through. the tubes at Shannon Forest, yeah. Yeah, I would go through those no problem. Like, we would go under the uh, highway. They had, like, the drain tubes. We used to crawl through those to get to the other side, and I never had a problem. But somewhere along the line, I've developed this irrational fear that I'm going to have to, for some reason, go through one of those tubes or a cave, and then I'm going to get stuck. And that's and then that's just going to be it, and I'm going to have to sit there for days well at least you're okay because like rick has to walk around his house i have to drive over bridges yeah you at least can make the choice to not have to go through little I tiny can, tunnels but it, like it, i get really worked up like thinking about it i'm like oh god that would be awful like <laughs> i don't want that to happen but that's that's what i think about sometimes when i go to sleep so my my theory about situations all of this where, where and this well so, so i say two things one uh, I read this, uh, I, I won't even say the book because it's sort of a spoiler, but I read this novel and it was a kid's novel of all things. It was a YA books. Maybe they've always been really fucking dark, but it seems like if not, they've gotten that way. So I was reading this YA oh, they, novel. They always uh, have been. They all, yeah, so, Christopher Pike, R.L. Stein. I read that shit growing up. That that has always been messed up. I I read this YA novel and large sections of it take place on Mount Rainier. And there is a there is a whole sort of subplot about about the character having to traverse all of these, whatever, like fissures in the ice. And the big thing that he's trying to avoid happening is falling into this fissure in the ice where what would happen is you'd fall and then you'd get wedged into it. Like you would eventually, it would narrow and you get wedged in, but then your body heat would melt it enough that you'd fall a little bit more. And then your body heat would melt enough that it would fall a little bit more. And you'd just be progressively wedged deeper into this fissure in the ice. And that's not a fear that I, I'm, you know, that's not a fear that I've ever had. But reading that book, like I, that, you know, that was like a really powerful, like horrible image. So I'm glad that I don't have that lurking in my head all oh, the time. God. The idea that I'm being wedged in. That is so, that is exactly, um, that's very similar to this um, segment in the Stephen King book. Which is the one that uh, that Christopher Walken does the impression of, the psychic guy? What's the oh, name? Uh, Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Dead Zone. There's that um, really long description in the middle of Dead Zone where, uh, you know, he's t- he touches people's things to see, like, you know, for, like, missing loved ones or relatives. And he ends up touching a scarf for, for this woman whose brother went missing and because uh, she can't find him. And it's this long, detailed, like, I don't know. It's probably like 10, 15 page description of him being swallowed up in quicksand in the middle of the uh. forest. And I have never been afraid of quicksand until like, and it's just like him going slowly down and, you know, every time and, and just disappearing into the ground. And I am like, <laughs> I am fucking terrified of quicksand now. Thank you, Stephen King. Like, I didn't even think that would be a thing I would be scared of. I don't think Here's I've ever question. seen quicksand. Yeah, I didn't, neither did that guy. He was just walking through the forest. <laughs> I'm I'm unclear about whether quicksand actually like functions the way that Gilligan's Island would have me believe, where it sort of is like a vacuum that that pulls you down. But it's you know that's enough to. I, my thing is here's the thing: Do you replay moments in your head like where you almost died yes. or were like horrifically injured or something, even yeah. if they were like 20 years ago? Yep. Yep. I almost fell off a balcony when I was drunk in college. Really? Like four stories up. Yeah, onto a, a pavement. Like somebody grabbed the back of my pants. I think about that mm-hmm. at least once a week, and then I get terrified. Like oh, right I've I've got two specific that are like in my brain. Like one of them, I was running for for like I, I ran in track for uh, in high school. A, I'm gonna put and, a trigger warning on this episode. By the way, we're just freaking each other out. Yeah, that's true. We're saying a lot of scary things. Well, the track one was I we would run out of town because you know we're out in the country, so that's what you do. You run up a gravel hill, and I remember specifically I wasn't I was talking and I'm not paying attention, and I turned to my left to start walking out into the road, and right then I had just had not heard it. This car just flew by, Ooh, going ah. like you know on a gravel road, probably like thirty miles an hour. Enough it, that would have been it, and I was standing like inches from it. That just came just at the time before I walked in front of it, 
And then the other one was I was an idiot and tried to climb up this hill that turned into a cliff and almost oh fell. <laughs> but <laughs> that was my own doing. That sounds about right. Rick, have you had have you had one of those? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I had this one where um, uh, I had this moment when I was a kid. Actually, I had a couple of these moments. I'm not a big fan of the water. And it took me a while, though, even not being a fan of the water, it took me a while to figure out, like, I should just not go in the water. But um, when I was a kid, I had this moment where I, I very nearly drowned. And it was, uh, oh. I was, I don't know, maybe 12 or something. And and there was, it was in my hometown, and there was, uh, it was like a river, and there was a drop-off, you know. It was like where the, the, the bed of the river just sort of gets washed away because it's just dirt or mud or whatever. And it had, you know, it was level, 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 and then it just dropped off. And the water is... You know, you can't tell. You can't tell that there's a drop off there because it's not a swimming pool and it's not, you know, the water's not clear. And I remember just sort of like thinking, okay, well, this is good because the water's only three and a half feet deep or whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like the water was over my head. I suddenly, I mean, it was literally like the floor just vanished. And I, you know, and it was that thing where my brother-in-law who was sort of in the water was my sister's husband was sort of there and we were all whatever. And there was no reason for him to think anything dangerous was going to happen. Cause again, it seemed like shallow water, but then instantly I was just like, whomp down. And he happened to be looking over right as I just went whomp and just sank out of sight. And I mean, he ha- and uh, like, he literally, like, it was like a hand sort of reached down and like grabbed the top of my head and like pulled me back up because, and if he hadn't been looking, I mean, he wouldn't, they wouldn't have even known where I was when it happened. I mean, it would have just, and maybe I would have come back up on my own, but I don't think so. And it was, and that was, I mean, I was, that was 35 years ago or something. Mm. And it like, it occasionally just comes back into my head. And so my theory is, my theory is that it's like threefold. One is that your brain dwells on those moments because it's still, it's the same reason why for most of your life or for some people of your life, you keep making the wrong relationship decisions over and over and over again because your brain keeps trying to fix it and to figure out how to do it correctly so it doesn't you know how do how does that how do i make this end correctly or not end disastrously so i'll keep revisiting it and if you can't revisit it in real life you revisit it in your memory over and over again because your brain is trying to solve it so like how can i make this not happen and i think when we I'm not a psychologist, so maybe just disregard all this. But I think when you start <laughs> developing new fears, like, you know, uh, like the fear of the call of the void of the balcony or the jumping off the bridge or whatever, I think it's that I think right now what's happening is that, like, the main shelf in your mental cupboard is, like, so full that it won't hold any more fear. And so you've got to find, like, ex- you've got to find, like, other drawers in your mental, like, kitchen in which, to, you know, like, oh, i got to find new places for this fear. I've got too much in this one ca- in this one shelf. And so you're just finding, like, new places to store your fear because, like, the like the box labeled, like, Trump or riots or pandemic is just full and you can't cram any more into it. And so you're like, uh, well, the, the cliff drawer seems to be mostly empty. We'll just put a lot of fear in there right now. And that, that's <laughs> oh where we'll put the over. It has to disperse that's, it. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. I mean, that's that's my only. It's like, here's the thing I think about sometimes. I think about the. This is a. I mean, I'm sure somebody's answered this question, but it's like a weird thing that humans do. One of the weird things is, have you noticed how when something bad happens, even if it's not really your fault, something bad, especially if it's something really bad, that one of the first things we do is we start trying to figure out a way in which it's our fault. So, you know, it's like there's the whatever. I'm just making this up out of the air. But it's like, you know, whatever. Somebody, you know, your 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 wife or husband or, you know, girlfriend or whatever is on the way home and there's a, there's a car accident and they die or whatever. You know, there's that whole thing of like, oh, if I just, you know, if, if I had just not, you know, if I just taken the car to work myself that day or if I just not had her stop for dinner on the way home or if I just whatever – you know, then she'd be alive today. And it's like, you know, you're like creating all of these alternate scenarios, the sole purpose of which is to somehow make it your fault that the bad thing happened. And for and, and for a long time, I was like, why do we find a reason why whatever just happened was our fault, even if we have to jump through all these hoops to do it? And so the only theory I have is that if a thing happens that's awful, if we can somehow t- contort ourselves into making it our fault, then in a way, at least we are then exerting control over it. So we can then tell ourselves that, you know, that it wasn't just a random 
you know, the random senseless act of a, you know, completely capricious universe, you know, that we can we can exert at least some agency over it, even though it's awful. We made it happen. It wasn't just fate because that's just terrifying if you just if it's just the roll of the dice. Right. So that's I think that's why people are drawn to conspiracy theories. I think that's why there's so much. I think that's why everybody just in their head has convinced themselves that there was a massive conspiracy to kill like JFK, because otherwise you just have to admit that one random, you know, screw job with a gun can change the entire world forever. And that's a terrifying thought. You know, it's much more comforting in a weird way to say that it was a vast conspiracy because then, you know, because because then it's so elaborate and so immense that you don't really have to worry about it happening again or there's nothing you could have done about it. If you just, you know, if it's just one one guy right. who just had a bad, he's in a bad mood that week, and suddenly the Vietnam War is another ten years long, that's really unacceptable to your brain, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's World War One, right? The one guy uh, assassinated. Oh, yeah, uh, the Archduke, Archduke Ferdinand, who yeah. just killed, and suddenly, like, suddenly there's like half a million dudes fighting trench warfare. Yeah. Again, Ugh. yes, some guy having a bad day, some weird nut job. Oh man! Well, <laughs> this is an uplifting hey, show that we've done here. I just realized. I, was, I mean, it's just the state of the say, world. We're just, trying. <laughs> can I just say, uh, I I've been meaning to say this anyway, but I actually wrote it down just because I thought, crazily enough, we might need something just random and moderately amusing to go to. What? Yeah. Here's here's a here's a thing that Sarah said to me like 15 years ago that I still think about and that still makes me laugh. Every fucking time. So, um, it's, uh, I forget what the name of the song is. It's, I think it's, um, um, uh, God damn it. It's, uh, it's the first song on the vulgar display of power album. by oh. uh, Pantera, a new level. Maybe. Yeah. That um, sounds right. But there's some, some part where Phil Anselmo screams something or other. It's like pushing or whatever. But the, at one point we were like down the hall from, I don't know, KUFO or, K&RK or somebody was playing that and Sarah's like sounds like he's yelling ball sack <laughs> and, and now every time I happen to hear that song whatever whatever it is he's yelling I hear ball sack <laughs> and so like literally like a week ago I was just doing something or other and I had my headphones in I was like at, I don't know I was shopping or something and in my head I hear this and in my head, I just hear ball sack. <laughs> and I just began laughing uncontrollably in the produce aisle. Oh, that makes so. me so happy, Rick. Thank you. I needed to laugh. <laughs> it was like hilarious. one observation that you made like literally a decade and a half ago. That I mean, I think, I mean, I'll, that'll be, I'll be 94 years old in the nursing home. And if I hear that song, I will totally just hear ball sack. <laughs> well, I'm, that makes me very happy. Thank you, Rick. That was a nice. That was a nice anecdote. God, now I want to listen to that song. I'm I know. Do that after I can, this show. I'm actually going to listen to it too because I want yeah. to hear what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> here's uh, here's here's an interesting thing I was thinking about too, or maybe I don't know if it's interesting uh, to anybody but me. But it's because uh, Greg, you don't ever wear glasses, do you? No, I I used to. I probably should get some again, but uh, no, I don't. I mean, I think about uh, like sort of specialized skills and you know talents that people have. And it's, you know, so like my uh, like my grandparents were depression era folks. And so they could, you know, they could like fix anything because like you couldn't afford to buy something new. And so they developed this ability to like whatever, you know, it was like uh, like I remember at one point my my like the toaster broke or something. And so my grandfather did this whole thing where he just like bent a coat hanger in half and used the coat hanger as a toaster or something. <laughs> and I don't I mean, I don't have any of those abilities, but I do wonder if certain if people of a certain age now for the rest of their lives, they will somehow just have the inborn ability to adjust their mask in such a way that it doesn't fog up their goddamned glasses. <laughs> Which is a thing that I've been working on for like a month and a half now, and it's just I've still not been able to do it. I mean, there's no configuration for glasses and mask that I can find that will keep it so I can see where the hell I'm going. You know, I saw one. Uh, I actually have a friend who had posted about a mask that they found that has like a separate nose thing underneath that I cannot believe we're, fuck- we're talking about. Rick, if we would have talked about like three months ago that we'd be, I'd be telling you about where to get the best face mask for life, <laughs> you would think I was batshit crazy. 
Can I? Can I? Here's a weird thing. Can but I anyway, so I just got I know. A new I have oh, information sorry, about. I have information about one. Yes, I'll, I'll send it to you because I have a friend who found one that has like a good nose piece underneath the cloth thing that doesn't fog up your glasses. So I'll, awesome. I'll send now it that, to to your point, actually. So I was I was getting this new pair of glasses, and there's that thing where you have to like tell them your pupillary distance, like the distance between your pupils or whatever, and that's the whole thing. And so, um, and you know, and and there's an app you can uh, download for your phone where you just like hold the phone and you point at your face. And it measures your pupillary distance and blah, blah, blah. And then you've got it or whatever. And so I was like, oh, that's great. Awesome. Fantastic. Because the optometry stores are closed. I'll do this. It'll measure my pupillary distance. So I'm grabbing it. I'm pointing it at my face. I'm like waiting, waiting. I'm like, well, this app is broken. This is, something's wrong. And I'm like, you know, whatever. And I think I tried two different apps. And I'm like trying to measure my pupillary distance by pointing it at my face. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it's like it can't figure anything out. And then I realized it's because I had a mask over my face. And and so, of course, it couldn't get a sense of where anything was. And the weird thing is, you know, if you're holding a phone. You're literally looking at a picture of yourself in real time. And so, like, in less than eight weeks, I had suddenly accepted the image of myself with a mask, like covering everything below the nose as what I really look like. Like that had become the default idea of what my own face looked like. And oh. I didn't recognize anything strange about that. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a it's a surreal time to be alive. So yeah, well, back to what we said at the beginning: therapy is going to be needed for everyone. Yes. yes. After this, uh, I'm looking at this, Rick. Have you tried any of like the old wives' tales, like using uh, soap and water on your glasses, like before you go and get more? Because if you already have a bunch of masks, or there's one um, shaving cream is another one that I've heard. Interesting. I thought about that because there was uh, when I was a uh, when I was a kid, I had this book uh, by Mr. Wizard. It was called uh, Mr. Wizard's Supermarket Science. And there was a whole thing where you could if you had a Q-tip and you dipped it in soapy water. You could write a message on the bathroom mirror. And then if somebody showered, that would show up because that part wouldn't fog, apparently. But I've never actually tried that. Does it, does it actually work, do you think? I don't know. I'll, what, I'll give it a shot, too. What about the stuff that you can spray on windshields? Oh, the Rain-X like, or whatever? Well, there's that, or there's some uh, there's different versions that will keep it, yeah, anti-fog. Hmm. I don't know if it works on, like, actual glasses. Well, but. then there's the old, um, I remember whenever I've gone scuba diving, or not scuba diving, snorkeling. <laughs> what? Jesus, I've never scuba, scuba <laughs> dived. Uh, snorkeling, whenever you get the mask, you just spit in it, and then rub the spit around, and that makes it not fog up. So if you want to be disgusting that, with that, it. Just spit it, on it, your it glasses. Works. <laughs> yep, yep, it absolutely works. I will tell you, it totally works. And I won't tell anybody you know, if you spit on your glasses. You know, there's, uh, I, well, I don't know. I was just going to get off another thing that's terrifying, so I should probably not do that. Here's another thing I, I wonder about because of the mask thing. I do wonder, it's just slightly awkward, but only slightly. You know, if you're in your formative years right now, let's say you're 15 to whatever, 19 or something, depending on how long this goes, I do wonder, because, you know, like when something big and traumatic happens, to any culture, it takes a while for it to for it to show up in in people's attitudes towards other things. So, mm -hmm. for example, you have Hiroshima. You know, we dropped bombs in you know, 1945 in Hiroshima, and then it was like nine years later that suddenly all of their movies are about radioactive monsters stomping their cities into dust, which does not seem like a coincidence, right? That's how like you know you 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 externalize it so you can whatever. So it makes me wonder if like I don't know if if in like ten years. If in 10 years, like, there's going to be a whole bunch of, there's going to be, like, a big upsurge in, like, mask fetish porn, right? Oh, like, yeah. if, you know, like, I mean, that's a thing where you're, like, whatever, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, a young person who's, whose body is going through a lot of changes, et cetera. <laughs> and if all of that is just sort of paired with mask imagery everywhere on every woman or man you see, is that just going to imprint on your brain? And your brain is just going to then forever, like, it's going to be like some weird reverse foot fetish where it's just like, you know, the only way you can really get turned, I'm, I'm going to need you to, like, uh, cover the lower half of your face. Put or, the uh, mask on. Block that with the sheet. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's I, it's totally weird. It's like, I, so it's a really, and I mean, and then I started thinking about, you can tell me to shut up at any point here, but I started thinking about, like, a list of things and wondering if they're going, if they're increasing or decreasing. Like, do you think pregnancy is increasing right now or decreasing right now? I would think I think I don't know. Yeah, I think increasing. Well, lots of time at home. Lots of quarantine babies. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, so don't, that, don't ever I, say quarantine right? meetings again. <laughs> like you, you can sort of, you know, you can uh, it's like baby boomers uh, you can make babies. an argument in your head either way. You're like, people are at home, nothing to do. Hey, you're here. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, but they're also like hey, super depressed and they're like, oh. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, one, you know, at least one of us has probably been drinking. You know, it's like, but so... <laughs> And then on the other hand, you can, you know, you can also think, well, OK, this is probably the time where people are saying, well, you know, every generation says this. But really, uh, truly, sincerely, I'm not bringing a kid into this fucking world. So no, um, true, you know, and then it's like you think the same thing about um, I wrote down I wrote down four things. I wrote down pregnancy, drinking, weight gain, cleanliness. Like, are those things increasing or decreasing? And honestly, I have no idea. I am really interested to know if that's like, if everybody's houses are immaculate or if everybody's houses are just fucking revolting. My apartment's actually cleaner than it's been in a long time, which I'm kind of proud of. But I don't I'm know how long it's going to stay that no way. Middle ground. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's one or the other. Like, you're buying weird shit online or you're, like, saving up all of your money. Like, it's just kind of somewhere in between. I actually, uh,. I actually uh, talked to somebody the other day. I met this uh, this guy. He's 18, and which is just weird, by the way. I mean, it's. I now know why everybody talks about getting old when they get old because it's fucking fascinating and bizarre to be to be getting old. It's just a weird <laughs> thing. But I was talking to this 18 year old, and first of all, realized that he was born after 9/11, which is just it's weird to meet somebody who was born after 9/11. Oh yeah. And then also, and then I did the math, and I was like, and I was like. Like I'm ninety percent. I didn't say this, but I was like I'm ninety percent sure that your parents were just having a lot of sex right after the nine eleven attacks, and that's when you were conceived. Which I didn't mention, but he'll probably (laughs) figure that out himself at some point. Which is weird. So oh yeah, everybody at his generation or at his age are gonna figure that out at some point. Oh yeah. All right. I just realized what time it is too. Oh yes. That's well. Thank you, Rick, for coming on. It's been so nice talking to to you. I mean. I, I think it's kind of none of us know what the fuck we're supposed to be doing. So no. let's just keep dialogue going and talking about weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know if I've made things better or worse here today. So. I feel like the same that exactly. same way every day. But you know what? We made a thing and <laughs> that's <know>. what counts. <laughs> that is true. All right. Well, maybe uh, next week we'll right. have the volcano to talk about. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk to you in like five days. <laughs> And you know, remember if you if you do get you know depressed or anxious between now and then, the uh, the magic word is ball sack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's what I could call the show today. <laughs> All right, no, thanks everybody. Thanks, Rick. We'll be back tomorrow with more thanks, fun employment radio. Up. Bye. <laughs> ball sack.